You ever hear the phrase, gonna drive me to drinking? Yeah. I think my bulldog is going to drive me to drinking. Mm. By the way, good morning, studio. Morning. <laughs> morning, studio. Morning. So woke up, and he couldn't walk this morning. Like, one of his legs completely just, he had, it was holding it in the air. So we stopped sending him to, like, the doggy daycare. We'd send him a few times a week so we'd get his energy out. But he started getting sick, and I think he was getting sick from the other dogs. And bulldogs, just not the healthiest of dogs. I don't think they should make bulldogs anymore. I don't think they should breed them. In some countries, they've stopped breeding them. Mm-hmm. Really? Because they're just not... And I never want to... I love Stanley. Like, that's my guy. But in general, bulldogs are not healthy dogs. And they, there's so much incest. And so from what I know about bulldogs, probably not the healthiest of breeds. They're so darn cute, though. They are. They're awesome. Um, but he goes... And every time he goes now, goes once a week, he hurts something or he's sick. And he's, like, blown his hip out. And so I'm concerned that he's got to go have, like, a full hip replacement. Because those bulldogs get their hips constantly messed up or they have them constantly messed mm-hmm. up so this is probably segment one of 20 of me having to deal with this i hope because sometimes the dog will just have a mystery injury and it'll go away the next day yeah so we're that de- happens to me too what mystery injury on you or your animal me. oh you're <laughs> how's the cat <laughs> she's good she might drive me to drinking sometimes what happened uh she does i mean she's just all kinds of things but we accidentally locked her in the pantry the other day oh no she was in there for i don't even know five hours she peed in the crock pot which makes sense it looks like a litter box (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. i'm glad she opted to do that instead of like because we have baskets in our pantry full of food and that would have been worse and i wouldn't be able to clean the baskets and probably just have to toss them but the crock pot you know run it through the dishwasher good to go so you just washed it and you're good. Because I would have done the same thing. Some people would go, I would never touch that crock pot again if somebody peed in it. Oh, yeah. Don't tell my kids. Yeah. Do you think they'd have an issue with that? Yes. They'd be like, ew, Do you worry the cat will eating... now always think that's a toilet? Ooh. I'm going to have to just put it. Uh, yeah. I have thought about that. But I can put the lid on. The problem is the lid wasn't on, but I can store it in the pantry with the lid on and solve that problem. I was going to say I could put it up high, but she can get everywhere. She can get up high. I don't know how she does it. But they have got, claws. Uh, she, but still, claws on a pan, on a pantry. It's <laughs> I not, can no. jump. I know. Make the whole room ivory. She can't climb it. It's oh, crazy. marble! Like she gets the weirdest yeah, places <laughs> instead of ivory. Yeah. That'd be expensive. <laughs> yeah, and probably not good for the elephants. Eddie, you still have a dog? I do have a dog. People keep asking me that. Like, hey, you haven't post pictures of your dog. Like, is it dead? No, Coachella, right? Coachella. That's my. She's she's still there. You don't post pictures, so we just think you act, you it died and you don't tell us. I don't. She is like a teenager, though. She stays upstairs for most of the day, and then when she's hungry, she comes down, and she wants to be pet, petted on the head, and then, where's my food? You feed her, and then she's like, all right, I'm going back upstairs. See you tomorrow. It's just kind of how she lives her life. I walk her every day, but that's about it. Is the fish still alive? Yeah. Are you sure? Because when you answer that question, you're... Yes. Do you promise? Luckily, because I did forget to feed it one day. My daughter spent the night at a friend's house. I don't know. This was a few days ago, and she... Um, was like, hey, mom, feed the fish. I'm like, yeah, 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 no problem. Then she comes home from the friend's house, like 30 hours have passed. Mom, did you feed the fish? (laughs) What, did you say yes? No, I didn't. I forgot. And she's like, mom. But fish is still taking it. What if someone forgot to feed you for 30 hours? Yeah, think about that. I thought about that too. And I was like, I can't believe I forgot to feed the fish. I had one responsibility to add to my list of a hundred other things I was supposed to do, I just forgot to feed the fish. And oh, luckily crap. it was fine. The fish chapter of PETA's outside. The fish They're what? Picketing. The fish the, chapter uh, of PETA. <laughs> PETA. Mm-hmm. No, but it's fine. So now we know. The fish can go a Promise little bit. Promise me that if that fish dies, you're not just going to go replace it. Oh, I swear. Because I don't gain anything from... Y'all are the ones with the bet. But if the fish dies, we'll blame you for killing a fish. Oh. Well, plenty of people have DM'd me, emailed me, sent me messages that they they killed their fish. So I'm not the only person. That's oh, a gosh. terrible Facebook group to be a part of. Yeah. <laughs> I killed my fish group. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ray, still, how's the cat? Might as well check in on animals here. Yeah, he's about to have his 14th birthday. So, I mean, wow. he's, about, yeah, he's about to drive. And it's a tiger cat, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a Bengal. I mean, one of the more expensive cats you could get. Why do you always say more expensive? Like, <laughs> it's some it sort matter? of flex talking about how much the cat mm-hmm. costs. Kind of proud of that. I mean, we have maintenance people come over all the time. Like, oh, my gosh. That is a beautiful cat. I'm like, I know. He's my son. <laughs> Pablo. Because it looks like it belongs in the wild. <laughs> it is a little too big. Oh, it's like huge a house cat. and exotic as well. Yeah, but it was so far away from whatever it's called that it, you're allowed to have it. If it was a lynx, you're not allowed to have those, but this one you can. All right. Thank you. I don't know what he's talking yeah, about. I don't know either. I'm still trying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
All right, it's time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, oh, 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 Bobby Bones. I recently got engaged and my fiance and I are coming up with our guest list. We're wanting a small wedding, so we're trying to invite the people that mean the most to us. I have this one friend that I haven't spoken to for over a year now, but I was one of her bridesmaids, so I would still like to send an invitation to her. My fiance says I shouldn't send her one since we're just trying to invite people that are dear to us. Please let me know what you think I should do. Love, bride-to-be. What I think you should do is what feels the best to you. I think it's okay to invite someone even if you don't talk to them. Someone can be close to you without being close to you every single day. Like I would say my friend Courtney, great friend, we might talk once every four months. But if I needed a kidney... He would drive up and give me a kidney. (laughs) Sometimes life gets in the way of being able to talk to certain people all the time. I think if this person is important to you and you feel like you want to invite her, you should be able to invite her. I don't think that close people mean close people to you every single day. So, you know, I'm a big guy. After having a wedding recently and going through this, you should surround yourself with what makes you feel the best. I don't think you're obligated to invite anybody. Just because you were in her wedding, you shouldn't feel obligated. But if you want to be like, hey, I want you to come to my wedding too, you should be able to do that. You should do what makes you feel the best. So if you want to do it, do it. You and your fiance both have the option to invite different people. As long as you're not going over the limit with her, then I think you're good. Amy? Yeah, I co-sign on that. Send the invitation. Like, for if you feel like he's going to have people maybe he wants to invite where you're like, eh, it's not really a big deal. But only you know how you would feel not sending the invitation. And if you walk away from that feeling weird, then it's just send it. It's one person. Maybe a date, too. <laughs> yes, by <probably> too. <laughs> I think it's fine. If it's in your heart, let it rip. That's what I say, especially at a wedding time. Don't feel obligated to invite anyone, though. That's the other advice that I give away from this is that if you're like, oh, we should invite them because of, mm, don't worry about it. And if someone gets irritated, that's, that's going to pass and be gone in two weeks anyway. I can't remember the weddings I've been invited to. But also, if you get invited, RSVP. I learned about that lesson the hard way. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would never RSVP, but now that I've had a wedding, I'll RSVP to anything. Um, all right, go for it. Do what makes you feel good. Thank you for the email. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Morgan Wade is one of my favorite new artists. She has my favorite album that's out now. You would know her from this song, Wilder Days. You say you hate the smell of cigarette smoke. You only used to smoke when you So here's an interview I did with Morgan Wade, and then we're going to play her live performance doing Wilder Days in studio. All right, check it out. Yeah. The Bobby Bones. Bobby Bones Show. Morgan, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. It's nice to finally meet you. You as well. When did you start tinkering around with music? Like at what, five, six, seven? Yeah, I was like, I, the earliest I can remember, like seven years old. Like writing songs. Writing songs, not yeah. just listening and liking no, music. No, no, I, I remember like writing songs at like a very early age. So how did you even know that you could write a song? Because when I was seven, I didn't know you could write a song. Did you have musical people around you? No, not at all. I remember it just being like such a secret, and I'm, I'm still not entirely sure why it was such a secret, but I would write and like sing and stuff until I'd see, you know, one of my parents come home and then I'd put it away. So like I didn't want anybody to hear me. Why do you think that is? Like deep down, why do you think that is? It, it, I was told once there was a there was a singing group at school, and I was the only kid that didn't make it. And I was told my voice was weird, and that just stuck with me. It's like, all right, no more, no more. I'm not doing that. And and I was I was sensitive, very sensitive. And I mean, you, you know, you're young like that, and you you get told that. And so I was like, all right, you know, it's just for me, which I think benefited me the most because I enjoy doing it. So I kept doing it, but you know. You can be really honest with yourself. You're not out there trying to impress anybody. It was just something I did to, like, cope. And that's how I write now. You know, it's the only way I know to write. Have you done any sort of radio tour yet where you go to radio stations? Yeah. Some? Yeah. Does everyone go straight to the tattoos first? Most of the time, yeah. And so what is your stock answer when someone goes, well, what's up with the tattoos? A lot of times I'm just like, oh, I forgot I had tattoos. You know, I just (laughs) say something like, and then they're just like, okay, this girl's. When did the tattoo things start and was it all at once or did you just kind of just mess around with it a little bit no no my freshman year of college i remember i was sitting in my like apartment and one of my friends was there and she was just like i think you would like tattoos i don't know why she said that and i was like i should do that i think i had 90 dollars in my bank account <laughs> and i went and i got a tattoo and then i was just like okay i really like this and i 
I think a few weeks later, I went and got like three more at one time. A few weeks later? Yeah. And I got paid between then. <laughs> <laughs> with, with the goal of, is the goal now to cover your whole body? No, I, I don't really know what my goal is anymore. I'm going to be honest with you. Getting tattoos at 19 and then getting tattoos now at 27, the pain is a lot different. I swear it hurts more now. And maybe it's just because I've ran out of all the easy spots. Everybody check out Reckless. The deluxe edition just came out if you were like me and you uh, gobbled up the, the entire record. Six new songs. Um, you're killing it. This song's going to be a massive, massive hit. All right, there she is. You guys follow Morgan at Morgan Wade Music. Morgan Wade Music. Thanks, Morgan. Yeah, thank you. The Bobby Bone Show. All right, here's Morgan Wade performing her song Wilder Days. She did it live in our studio. Check it out. In my hand, you said, look, pretty is so devious, road in from the windy city, yeah, well, I ain't got a clear view, tell me what you want me to do, and you tell me every single city of mine, come on, baby, we got nothing but time. You say I'm too right for you You say you hate the smell of cigarette smoke You only used to smoke when you drank When you lived in Chicago And shit where the wind blows Now I wish I'd known you in your wilder days And I hear From Nashville and Hollywood, Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Jason Aldean announced his rock and roll cowboy tour for the summer. Special guests Gabby Barrett, John Morgan, and DJ Silver are joining him. Tickets go on sale this Friday. Lauren Elena is the newest member of the Grand Ole Opry, and she remembers that accomplishment being on her goal list. We wrote down a set of a list of goals and we've checked off all of them from headlining a tour to acting to getting number one songs on the radio to touring outside of the U.S. to writing a book to being a member of the Grand Ole Opry. Granger Smith shared on Instagram that he just wrapped filming on a new movie he's starring in called Moonrise. He also shared he's writing like crazy for the movie's soundtrack. You can see the photo on his social media at Granger Smith. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. Come on. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. 66-year-old Tim Radley is a women's basketball referee. He's been doing it for 40 years, and he's refing a college game one day. No big deal. It's just an, an ordinary game, and he starts feeling the tightness in his chest. He doesn't think anything of it, and somewhere during the game, he just collapses. And everyone starts rushing. Oh, my gosh, what's going on? Lucky for him, there are two trainers for one of the universities that go find no pulse. They start doing chest compressions. Then they go get that AED, that defibrillator. They put it on the bar. Clear. Boom. Bring him back to life. Enough stabilization there for the paramedics to come and save his life. He's making a full recovery and everything's great. What's scary about this is sometimes I feel tightness in my chest and sometimes I just ignore it. Well, yeah. You you know what? Every time I ignore it. Do I run to the doctor every time? No, but you should just go maybe get it checked out. I think the tightness is just me being out of breath. I'll be honest with you. Is it when you're walking upstairs? Well, it's anytime I jog or run. <laughs> well, that's normal. Yeah, anytime. <laughs> okay. But I mean, this guy probably just thought it was the same thing. Yeah, I mean, he's been, he's been running up and down that court for years, so he's never thought anything of it. Do you, what school saved him? Is that in the yes, old? Yes, John Carroll University. The two trainers from John Carroll University. Well, shout out to you guys. All right, thank you. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Hey, Shelby, how are you? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm talking to Bobby Rose right now. (laughs) Well, you sound pretty good. Okay, I'm so excited. Well, I'm going to give you a chance to win some prizes here, okay? All right. Now, if you're able to get it in the first two rounds, I'm going to give you that 
fancy revolution toaster. Have you seen this toaster? Oh. I have. Yeah. It'll change your life. Now, if it gets down to the coin flip, she doesn't win the toaster. She just wins the crap in the back. But if you're able to, to team up with one of the show members and they get this right, you're going to win the toaster. So let's Woo! go. It's time for Never Gonna Get It. Here we go. Okay, I'm going to ask a question. I don't think anyone will get, but you'll have a few different layers here. Here we go. Here's the question. Americans say this should last no longer than seven and a half hours. What is it? What on earth? <laughs> uh. Americans say this should last no longer than seven and a half hours. What is it? Now. Seven and a half hours? That's Shelby, if you time. get it, I'm just going to let you take a guess. If you get it, You'll win the toaster, some crap from the back, and a signed Beanie Baby. Ooh, I love, oh, yeah. All three oh, if you win the first baby. level. I'm about that. Yeah, hey, Scuba, um, what's in the, the crap for the back, crap from the back, by the way? Uh, we've got a Pimp and Joy sweatshirt, Hughes and Q's board game, and a Morgan Wade hat. Okay. Wow, it's all good. And a toaster, the Revolution toaster, which is yeah. very expensive. Okay, Americans say this should last no longer than seven and a half hours. What is it? Shelby for the win. Road trip? Did she get it right? She got it right. <gasps> it's a road trip. A road trip? Who's getting the toaster? <laughs> oh, man, forget it. Wow. 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 That is insane. I have the work day. Shelby. Oh, good one. You're the first person to ever yeah. come on just nail it. Oh, my God. Did I really just get that? You got that right. Oh, I mean, I was thinking, oh like, party. I'm going to be honest with you. The show's a bit disappointed you won the toaster. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm happy for her. I still love y'all. Oh, my God. I think that I got that. I thought that do you, was really wrong. Do you eat toast? Yeah, do you even uh, want I the toaster? Yeah, you don't even want Wait, it. Is, Go ahead, Amy. Oh, my God. I, I want to know, do you do you enjoy toast? Yeah, my coworkers are literally like recording me because I'm seriously freaking out right oh, now. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yay. Well, let me get to the answer first. <laughs> well, mm. 61% of people say that a road trip should not last longer than seven and a half hours. I cannot mm. believe she came on and she I, nailed it. I mean, I'm that's... never going to get it. I yeah. can't even believe what's happening right now. Um, and she wins this crazy toaster. Wow. The toaster of the future. Yeah. Yes, Lunchbox. Can I ask her a question? Yeah. I know she gets the toaster. Mm-hmm. Can I have the panini maker? Well, you need the toaster to make the panini it's maker. It's part of it. It's part of Dang it. Dang it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing happens good for me. <laughs> oh, Lunchbox, I love you. You're like one of my favorites. So can I have the toaster? We're going to mail you this <laughs> uh, expensive toaster and some crap from the back and a beanie baby. Okay? Oh, my God. That's wild. I'm a little blown away yeah, through this. Yeah. yeah. Like, it never, road trip never crossed my mind. And the minute she said it, I was like, that's genius. Mm-hmm. Well, there you have it. Celebrate good times. Even Morgan's disappointed. I think she wanted the toaster. I did. I really wanted that toaster. It's bittersweet. Not for me. I think it's awesome if she won. <laughs> you have a toaster. Shelby, congratulations. <laughs> you are a winner. Yay! Mine's real. There's is fake. Okay, Shelby, stay on the phone and we'll be sure to send you all this stuff. <laughs> on the phone. James in Indiana. James, what's going on, buddy? Well, I got a quick question for you. I know you travel a lot and you are chasing your dreams. My cousin started up a distillery, right? And it's really taken off. And I'm in southern Indiana. I got a dedicated relationship with two daughters. My fiance does not want me to travel, be away from home, no matter what. But this opportunity is like an opportunity of a lifetime. How could I balance the two? It's a great question. I am also living this as well, where I would just run. I foot loose and fancy free. I'd do 10 jobs a day. I'd be in seven time zones in 10 minutes. But now I have a wife. I have another part of my life that I have to consider. And so I'm now trying to balance a bit. And it is a struggle. And we both make concessions where she will go and sit in a crappy hotel room in a tiny town in Iowa and be with me when I'm shooting a show. And then I will make sure to dedicate a couple days to her where we're doing things that's good for our relationship and our family. So for us, we are trying to achieve balance. Here's the thing about balance. It's never perfectly achieved. You're always slightly leaning one side or the other or just way on one side or the other. Your fiance, what's her big beef? Like, is it you're just not going to be with her or your daughters or what? What's what's her issue? Well, she, we've kind of had a rocky relationship for 17 years, and she's kind of set in her way being at her job. 
and her only living family left is her dad here in New Albany, but I don't have any family left. So her problem is me trying to chase the dream, and she's saying it's not fair that I leave her at home to take care of the kids, have to work, have to do that while I'm off running around doing God knows what. Because like right now, what's God knows what? Yeah, I thought you, you were know. going to work. Yeah, I thought you were going to the distiller. Well, <laughs> I have so many questions. A rocky seventeen-year relationship. That did that stick out to anybody? Yes, else? yes, that was my sure first did. question. Like, how long have you been engaged? We've been en- <laughs> sixteen years. Okay, you've been engaged. Six- so this I mean, is this a is non-traditional engagement. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you guys considered married? We live, wife and husband. We just haven't took that step to get married. Why? We've had a really rocky relationship. Like I said, yeah. I have no family, and we kind of ran into some issues when I had, like, a major trauma. And this is an opportunity of a lifetime. We could have millions of dollars. Like, oh. I would be part owner of a whiskey brand that Jim Beam's already picked up, and he loves it. And she just does not want me to be a part of it because she says, you need a 9-to-5 job, stay here at home with us, and... I'm okay with just a mediocre life. Well, James, you've been engaged for 16 years. It's been rocky. She left you when you were down. Yeah. I, I would make, let's just knowing your story and what I know of it, this brief call, I would prioritize your daughters more than I would prioritize this rocky 16-year fiance relationship. Well, yeah. Because it feels like that's on and off. Yeah. And if it was on more than off, you probably would be married. I would prioritize your daughters, and if you feel like you could be a good dad to them while venturing off and doing this job, I would do this job. She's a key piece to you being able to do that, though, right? Because, like, if for you to travel, you need her to help with the kids. That's what she's saying. That she said basically me doing it is me walking out on my family. What's our problem? I want to get her on the phone. I think he has to stop saying God knows what and, when he's working out there. I yeah. think he needs to assure her that <laughs> oh, that's he's a good working yeah. and, and like, God knows what. Yeah. Also, right. How far is the drive? I need to know this, too. How far is it to get to this place? Are you having to move away? Well, it's about four hours, and I even did it two weeks commuting. I would go up work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'd be back home Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That was not good enough. I mean, four hours doesn't seem that bad, if you ask me. But also, we need to. So, yeah, change the language of God knows what. Yeah, get rid of get, that. Get rid of that. Get it to get down to work. <laughs> tell him, tell also, exactly what you're doing. You're doing Stop so much work. So much work. <laughs> I don't know. Just like yes, Bobby. Like Bobby said, your kids are your top priority. Obviously, we have gaps in the story. We don't know the whole thing, but. As uh, someone that loves you, if she does, then she should want to support your dreams. Thank you for calling. We encourage you to pursue your dream. Make sure you're a good dad. It sounds like this relationship has been quite rocky for quite a long time. Uh, I think it'll still be there. It's gone through some rocky situations. I think this could also be a bit rocky at first. But if what you're able to get from it, even financially, can help the family, I think in the end, that will make it a, a more pleasant home. Thank you. All right, buddy, go go get your dream. Chase it on. Fly like an Thanks, eagle. Boss. All right, see you, bam. We're awesome. Yeah, I'm awesome. You're awesome. You're awesome. You're awesome. You're awesome. Everybody's awesome. Yeah, pretty wild story, huh? Yeah. I didn't want to start yelling, Jerry, Jerry, in the middle of it, but I, out of respect, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> this is Brian in Oregon. Hey, Bobby. Well, I don't know why I'm whispering, but I just walked by my neighbor's house, and he still has his Christmas lights and his Christmas tree up. Christmas tree. Christmas lights, Bobby. He still got them up. All right. Good night. Good night, buddy. Hope you have a good one. Sleep tight. You know why he's whispering. <laughs> he's looking in windows. How does he see the Christmas tree? <laughs> Lunchbox, do you still have your lights up? Lights are still up. It's February 15th. Your lights are st- still going strong. Has anyone else said anything to you about it? Nobody has said a word. And you're only keeping them up because? Because the guy stopped by, I mean, a month ago and was like, hey, man, just so you know, Christmas is over and we're having a power shortage and you still got your lights going. And that really hit me in the nerves. Do you turn them on at night? No, it's a timer. Five o'clock. Do they come on at night? Yep. Hilarious. Hilarious. (laughs) This is up there with Eddie's snowman from last year. Santa, all the way to March. Yeah. Awesome. How long do you plan to leave them up? Uh, Hopefully until March. My wife is getting annoyed with them. She's like, all right, now you've proved your point. Like, can you take them down? I'm like, nope. I don't think you have yet. I don't don't feel a point being proven yet. Nope. Yeah. I mean, May. About May 1st. Oh, oh, that's a long time. That is. The Bible Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories.
Okay, so Bobby, Seth Rogen said something that made me think of you. He said he doesn't understand why Hollywood expects people to care about the Oscars. Quote, I don't care who wins the automobile awards. No other industry expects everyone to care about what awards they shower upon themselves. You know, there is a lot of truth to this and good for him for saying it. Um, The reason that people have cared is because that was a time when you could look at celebrities. We look at celebrities different now. We don't really hold them, just speaking generally here, to some, some high esteem like, oh, look at these great actors. We worship and adore them. We like our celebrities to be somewhat like us. And the Oscars, they ain't like us. Um, so any award show is kind of a bit too congratulatory now. And they're all starting to be exactly the same. And that's why the ratings are going down in all of them. Um, but I agree with Seth Rogen. Like, who cares? I'll watch yeah. it for a minute. Who cares? And they're still giving awards to like the makeup artists and the film editors. But you know stuff. what? Well, that's who should get artists ha- awards, <laughs> hater. <laughs> that's what the show's all yes. about. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. I agree with them. Yeah. All right. What else you got? Okay, so Tinder is bringing back the blind date. So if you're not familiar, it's basically an option on their platform where the users have to talk to each other in a timed conversation with no photos. If the chat goes well, then both parties involved have to kind of like each other's profile and then they get to see each other. So it's now available here in the U.S. if anybody wants to try it out. This is uh, terrible, and I'm going to tell you why. For somebody like me. Because they won't see it. Let's say I were I were single. Back in the day, I got on Tinder before it turned to like hookup only. Back in the day, Tinder was one of the first real cool. I'm talking seven, eight years ago. Yeah. Um. So I would get on. I'd go like, I'm going to do the blind date thing. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to do a blind She doesn't know what I look like. I'm afraid she would see me to turn her phone off. And that would hurt <laughs> worse than a real blind date where they would have to at least sit there and kind of humor the situation a little bit. It would have just you, be, it would just be like, nope, swipe out, and I would be gone. I would be gone in everyone's. Have I what? In real life, though, have you ever gone on a blind date? Not through an app. Yeah. But just... Way back in the day, because there's almost no such thing anymore because of social media, and you, you can, can find anyone. All, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, back in Austin, I had someone at the radio station set me up with a girl, and it was fine. She was like, I got the perfect girl for you. And then I walked in, and I saw her, and I was like, oh, wow, she is cute. And then that wasn't her. That, that yeah. She was waiting for her. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> There's something, I don't know. It seems like blind dates. I only went on one myself and it didn't really go that well. But still, it seems like something that before Google and all this, like it's kind of exciting and fun. And now there, you, there, the, there's no way you can avoid looking someone up and finding out so much about their life. I don't want to avoid <laughs> looking someone up. I want to look, I want to see what's going on. Um, Okay, what else you got? Well, Luke Combs covered Morgan Wade's Wilder Days because she's his tour mate, and I've got a clip of him performing it. You say you hate to smell cigarette smoke. You only used to smoke when you drank. So what they're doing is playing a few stadiums. Maybe four stadiums, maybe three stadiums. Heck, maybe one, I don't know. But they're playing football stadiums, and it's Luke Combs, Cody Johnson, Morgan Wade, and somebody else is there too. Zach w- Bryan. Yeah, and so what they did was Luke went out to the like 50-yard line of these football stadiums and played his stadium partner's song. So oh, it's not like cool. a big tour or anything, but it's a ma- these are massive shows. So And Luke Combs is playing football stadiums. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Which is amazing for him. All right, is that it, Amy? Yep, I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. 18-year-old Raleigh Silva's driving his car, and he stops at the ATM, got to get some cash out, and he sets his wallet on the trunk of the car while he's using the walk-up ATM. Gets his money, jumps back in the car, vroom, drives off, gets home and realizes, oh, no, I lost my wallet. Goes driving back, can't find it. Has to tell his parents, and they're like, you got to be more responsible. You got credit cards in there. You got your driver's license in there. Well, then there's this guy, Nick, walking his dog. Roof, 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 roof. Finds the wallet, looks up the address, goes, knocks on the door. No one home. So he hides it behind a little plant, and they see it on the security footage when they get home, and they get the wallet back. Wow. Any cash in there? No, no cash, because he got it out of the ATM and put it in his pocket, so Nick didn't get any reward. You ever left anything on your car and driven off? Yes. <laughs> no I way. Knew, I knew you would have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what? You name it. Uh. All it drinks, oh, phone, yeah. stuff like that. You ever drive down the road and people are like, hey, there's something on your car, like point, or is it yeah, already Yeah, in a off? parking lot. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
Sometimes people will point if I leave the gas, my gas thing open. Yeah. And they're like, hey, you're, or hanging out. Blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. Once I drove off with the gas thing in the, yeah. <laughs> the actual pump. Huh? Oh, man. Long time ago. Well, two years. And I remember driving off and going, uh, something doesn't feel right. And Kayla's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I didn't do something. And they're pointing at, we're driving, and I'm like, oh my oh, God, the no. gas pump. It happens. When like, they point at you, do you know exactly what they're pointing at? Or are you just kind of pointing back like, what up? At first, hey, I'm, hey. At first I'm like, what, what? hey, you listen to the show. Yeah, <laughs> big exactly. fan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, then I realize, oh, wait, something's going on. They're trying to figure it out. Um, and then it hits me. But it's like having a flat tire. Whenever I have a flat tire, for a second, I think a helicopter's over the top of me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, What's ha- why is there a helicopter up there? But then I realize it's my back tire. Uh, good story, Lunchbox. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. What do you think is the most common last name in America? Smith. Yeah. Still. Ah. Smith is number one. Wow. In second place is Johnson, followed by Williams. Amy comes in brown at brown. four. Mm-hmm. Amy Brown's not common at all. Jones is at five, <laughs> and Eddie comes in at Garcia at six. Six? Oh, yeah, nice. it's the most, wow. sixth most common last name. Since my last name is Bones, does Jones count for me? Since everybody calls me that anyway. (laughs) They do. All right, let's go over to Amy with the morning corny. The morning corny. Why was the lamb put in timeout? Why was the lamb put in timeout? Made some bad choices. (laughs) (laughs) That was the morning corny. Speaking about names, I was reading a story about kids' first names and how now, and for the past three to five years, parents have just been naming their kids odd things to make them stand out. But now, so many parents are naming their kids odd things to make them stand out that those aren't the kids that are standing out anymore. Now it's just normal to have a weird name and that names like Chris and Matt are the ones that stand out. Wow. So the reason that you were doing that is now the opposite of what's happening. I was reading some articles similar to this talking about names and how parents get frustrated when teachers can't get their child's name right, but it's like something so bizarre. And it's like, okay, well, eventually we'll hey, get yeah, there. Yeah, his name's like, Balthazar. <laughs> how do you, what do you expect <laughs> right. her to call him? Or like not even just the teacher, but anybody. Like the first try at the name, and so they get frustrated that nobody can understand their name and say it's like creating problems with their child. And it's like, well, but you you named your child that. Yeah. It's tough because I have some friends that have named their kids weird things, but I guess I don't want to call them out. I was about to go, I was about to go down that it. road, and I was like, you know, but I'm just not. Mm-hmm. But Bob, not. I always thought Bobby was a young person's name, and I thought, you know what? I'll just be Bobby. I'll never be Bob because that's old and lame mm-hmm. until I was like, I have a young guy, young person. Caitlin's like, Bobby, let's look it up. It was like 1913 was when it was most popular. I never knew Bobby was an old person's name, but is it now young again? Because everything old is now new. I think Bobby sounds young because you assume the old way to say it is Bob. Does Bobby like sound young to you guys? Yeah, yeah. No. the why. Bobby. Yeah, I'll take it. Let's Bobby. move on then. <laughs> I told Lunchbox, you can go to California, go to Los Angeles, and for a week audition to be on every single game show. And Scuba Steve, who used to live there, so he could tell Lunchbox where to go and who to talk to. Now, we're not going to pay for it, but in a way we are because we're not going to dock your pay. You'll get paid to do the show. Yeah. You just And you get to go to Los Angeles and try to get on a game show. Have you thought about this at all? Oh, I've been thinking about it all. I mean, what'd I'm, your wife say? I mean, she's down. If I'm going to make money on these game shows, she's like, I mean, that's like double payday. It's a genius move. Double payday. Yes, that's how we're looking at it. So we have a couple calls here. Valerie in Florida is on. Valerie, hello. Good morning, Bobby. Morning. Good morning, studio. Morning. Unfortunately, if you win, you are responsible for the taxes. On everything that you win. Okay. I mean, so I win $100,000, they take 5000 Great. No, no, no. That's, <laughs> it's not the percentage. No, that, that's not the more percentage, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> but, again, it's more money than you started with, but if you won 100000 they'd probably take forty. Whoa! <gasps> but that's if you were bonus to 100000 Hey, you know what? And then let them keep the forty. I'll take sixty. Right. Okay. That, that's still getting paid. That's still more money than you went with. That's right. Yep. What else, Valerie? Well, it, there's also, um, there could be multiple taxes. You oh. could have to pay the tax in the state that you live in and in California, and they also tack on what they call a gift tax. Wouldn't it be Lunchbox's luck to go out 100000 but owe 105 <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all these taxes. I, mean, I don't get it. These what? people that go on these game shows and they say they win all this money, they don't really win it? They do. There's just some taxes. This is America. We They tax things 
So we have roads to drive on. Because like, so we have police officers to save us mm-hmm. when something goes wrong. So we have firemen to put fires schools. out. So we have schools. Yes, but there are taxes, yes. Hey, Valerie, thank you for the call. You brought up a great point. You bet. All right, you see bet. you later. You have a great day. <laughs> Bye-bye. Here's Julie in Mississippi. Julie went on Let's Make a Deal. Okay. Julie, how was that experience? It was so fun. We, um... We went out to, it was my daughter, she graduated from high school, so we went out to, out took her out there to try to get on the prices right. But we didn't get on the prices right, but we got on Let's Make a Deal. What advice would you give Lunchbox if he's going to go out and try to get on a show? Not to try too hard would be the main thing. Just kind of be yourself, be natural, just talk to them, you know, and don't try to, you know, just like you would if you went to the grocery store and ran into a friend. Just, just be natural and be yourself. Yeah, I'm good at that. I'm natural. Not I'm good. Really, Let's go. One thing Let's make a deal. Yeah. Kind of over Woo-woo. the top, though. Huh? He's a little over the top. <laughs> All right, Julie, I appreciate that call. All right. Y'all have fun. All right. Bye-bye. So Amy said, hey, there's a casting team that's coming to town. Oh. Amy, you take the story from here. Okay. Yeah. This one, you don't even have to leave town. No flights necessary. It's married at first sight. And she wants Abby to go on it. We oh. get Abby on a show. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, Abby, technically, she's the single one. So she's the only one really that could apply for this. But we have the casting email. So all we need to do is sign Abby up. Lunchbox, would you be jealous if Abby got on a show? I'd be so mad. Abby, would you go on Married at First Sight if they offered you a spot on that show? Um, well, I kind of have news in my personal life that <gasps> would... Wait, you have news? That would not allow me to go on there because I'm not really single. So what? <laughs> Firefighter? <laughs> Shocker! Um, wow! Yeah. This yeah. segment took a, a Here we go. wild right turn. Yeah, good. Okay. You're not stealing my thunder now. Go ahead. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> you not a, the firefighter. You no. have a boyfriend? Yes, I actually oh, do. Boyfriend? I mean, what have you been seeing him for a week? No, it's I've about <laughs> over a month. How did you meet him? Uh, he actually lives in Kansas, so what, back home. Uh huh. And how how did you meet? <laughs> Instagram. Okay, so lunchbox. Stop. You don't have to <laughs> no, hop no, into this. I, conversation. I'm just okay. <laughs> this is Abby. This is Abby and I. Abby, how'd you meet? He did slide into the DMs. Okay, actually. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I I was not expecting to talk about this. So here we. Do you want to pause and talk about it at a different time? Yeah, we can another time. Do you love but, him? That's a, it's a little soon for that. Okay, I like what I'm hearing. But I really now. like him. I like so. him. Okay. And is he, are you sure he's real? Yeah, because he came to visit me here. <gasps> and I'm going to go visit this weekend. Oh my goodness. So. Ready? What? Wow. <laughs> okay. So yeah, he's real. Lunchbox, you get one. I see you raising your hand. You get one question. Go ahead. So he's a fan of the show, huh? No. That, he did not know me. No. Like before. <laughs> it, it's com- It's complicated. I'll tell you guys sometime. I promise. Okay. And we're not going to pressure you. <laughs> okay. So you have a seat. You go back to answering the phones. Congratulations. But good idea, Amy. I would have done that. Would you have gone on not the love at first, married at first sight if you didn't have a boyfriend? I think it'd be fun. I'm up for that stuff, but Well that means you have to get married. You understand that? <laughs> <laughs> you do. I'm not She's ready up for, for that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> All right, Abby. Late breaking news. Thanks, Abby. Yeah. Sure. Wow. Huh. I did not expect the segment to go well, that way. Interesting. Yes, Amy. Well, is there anybody we can apply? I just feel like if anybody from the show actually got on that, it would irritate Lunchbox so bad. Morgan just goes to do it for a uh, bit. Yeah. Morgan, you're still with your boyfriend, right? Yes, I am. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know what to do here. We got Everybody's in a relationship. Wow, everyone's taken. Dang, Our last single weird. person just fell to the wayside. <laughs> Amy, explain what a goat is. Oh, greatest of all time. That's right. G-O-A-T. The greatest of all time. So I'll give you a category, and there are four of us here, me, Amy, Eddie, Lunchbox. You put in the goat, but you can't put in one that someone else has already put in. Okay. Ooh, mm. tough. So, so there'll be four goats. Okay? Cool. Country music artist goats. Oh, okay. Amy, you're up. George Strait. Garth Brooks. Um, I mean, thanks, guys. Brooks and Dunn. Happy <laughs> two ago. You took the two best. But you can, you can be four. creative, dude. Lunchbox. Chris Stapleton. Okay. Johnny Cash could have made it. Dolly. Dolly Parton could have made it. Okay, but I, I couldn't get Garth out of my mind. You had time to think of Yeah, you had, there was plenty Guys, of- when you go into this, you already know what you're going to pick, and then when it gets taken right in front of you, you're like, oh, crap. All right, Bobby Bone Show guests. Ooh. Goat. Oh, this, 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 this is so... It's hard. Um, yeah, okay. Eddie. Uh, Kenny Rogers. One of my favorites. Okay. I'm going to go Jake Owen, because... He's the best guest, pound for pound, every oh, yeah, time. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Amy? 
Dolly Parton, because that was amazing. Yeah. Every time she's on, she's great. Lunchbox? Man, I'm going to go with John Mayer. The one time you had him in here, I've never been so mesmerized in an interview <laughs> and hearing him answer questions. I was blown away. Okay, oh, yeah, that's cool. Game show hosts. Who are the goats? Oh. Lunchbox. Bob Barker. Oh, man. Best Ed- of all time. Eddie? Uh, Pat Sajak. That's a good one. Will of Fortune. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. I'm going to go Alex Trebek. Jeopardy. Yes. Oh, Rest yeah. in peace. Yeah. Amy? Steve Harvey. Yeah, Family Food. Good. Good, good. Actors. Come on. Goats. Ooh. Amy? Oh, my gosh. Um, Denzel Washington. Ooh, good one. Yeah, good one. Tom Hanks. Oh, see... <laughs> I got nothing. You looking at me now? Well, got Brad Pitt. He's a go actor. I mean, He's a go Tom, actor. You took Tom Hanks from me, man. You're gonna pick Julia Roberts. Nah, uh-uh. Okay, I'm going with Brad Pitt for sure. Goat actor. There he goes. Chris Stapleton. Watchbox. <laughs> <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. Good. That's a good one. Cartoons. Oh, mm-hmm. goats. Amy. Um. Simpsons. Mm, that's a good one. I'm going to go Spongebob. Lunchbox? Man, that's what I had. I don't know what to do. Oh, my God. You serious? It's hard, right? No, Family Guy. It's oh, easy. Good. Eddie? Looney Tunes. Good one. Thank you. Yeah, that's a good one. Presidents. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but hey. You can do hey, that. Just hey. go early. What, Amy? Lincoln. Just yeah, go yeah. old school so yes. it's not controversial. Garfield. Do you know anything Garfield did? No, you know who he is. No. Uh, Just heard the name. George Washington. <laughs> Here we go. He could have been king, and he was like, I don't want to be king. Uh-huh. He was also quite the, the the soldier, like the fighter. He was mm-hmm. one of the best. Yeah. Oh, Alexander Hamilton. Have you seen the play? He, wa- he, wasn't, he wasn't a president. A president. He wasn't a president. <laughs> yeah, right. Have you seen the play? He it wasn't tells a president. You, in he the wasn't? play, it says he wasn't the president. I meant, I meant uh, uh, Thomas Jefferson. Are we really doing this? What? This this round of presidents? Yeah. You just okay. did. Okay. Lincoln. Okay. okay, I'm Lincoln. Good. Got it. Alexander Hamilton, he wasn't a president? No. He's just on a dollar bill or a 10? Yeah. Okay. He's the one that basically figured out if we owed other countries money, they wouldn't let us collapse. He was the treasurer. Nice. Dang. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to do one more? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Inventors. Ooh. Okay. Eddie? Ooh. Thomas Edison. Lunchbox? Steve Jobs. Amy? Benjamin Franklin. Discovered electricity. I guess he invented some stuff. Bifocal. What do you think Benjamin Franklin invented? A kite. Oh, is is that not well, an invention? He found inv- electricity. So discovering <laughs> electricity isn't like he In- made it work. That's not inventing? Um, I don't, he, he didn't, didn't invent, like, I mean, maybe. He didn't make the light uh, You know what? Who cared? No, no that was Thomas no, that Edison. Was, that was, yeah, Thomas Edison. Oh, I well, then I got, one. I'll change mine. I'll change mine. Alexander Graham Bell, because we love the phone. Mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos. Yeah, that's good. Oh. Amazon? I mean, Amazon. Yeah. You want to do uh, rappers? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Yeah. Rappers. Yeah. Amy. Tupac. Lunchbox. Eminem. Eddie. Snoop. i probably go Notorious B.I.G. Biggie. Ooh, yeah. Biggie. East, East Coast. Uh, guess East Coast, West Coast. We won't book on the show, Eddie. No, no stop we're not oh. doing that. Not doing that one. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. You know who has a really good commercial right now? Maybe you've seen it. It's the guy. It's a picture of just the woods. Maybe it's just a video of just the woods, and you hear a guy, and he's not talking, but nine one one is answering, and it's like nine one one. And it says like, "Uh, he's fallen." I don't. But yeah, it, it says Bob a- has taken a fall. Yeah, and it's he the is Apple not Watch. Responding. Oh, and so yeah, it's I the haven't new seen Apple it. Watch, and they track him and they go save his life. Oh, amazing! And it was a real call, which is pretty cool. Oh, Bob got paid or whatever his name was. Right. Yeah, Bob. <laughs> he was unconscious, and they said this message will repeat in five seconds. It's a really cool commercial for the Apple Watch. Well, there's another story. Amy Satterfield was relaxing when her Apple Watch showed that her heart rate was high. The 47-year-old owns her own yoga studio. She's a yoga therapist. She works out every day. She eats healthy. Yet her watch said, hey, you're at 126, and normal rate should be 60 to 100. Her husband's a first responder, so they went to the hospital. It turned out that a heart condition that she had had her whole whole life and didn't know about it had suddenly become a big problem. So they admitted her. She was having heart failure. Her Apple Watch was like, hey. Wow. That's crazy. And they're smart enough to go to the... I wouldn't have been... 
Growing up, we didn't go to the doctor because we didn't have the money to go to the doctor. I'd, and now I still live in that a little bit. Unless it's my throat because I got to work. Yeah. Like, but, and so she had open heart surgery, like quickly. Does that make you want to wear your Apple Watch? I don't know. And I have a watch on today, but I'm just, it's tough for me to be a watch guy. Yeah. It's, or it's, they have those rings <laughs> you can wear that'll, like, because on billions, a ring detected a heart attack. That's a TV show. I know. I should have, if I were smart, I'd have these things all over my body because I'm, hmm. I always think I'm dying or something. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't. I wear my Apple Watch to work out, but not for any of the reasons you would think because you would think, oh, what are you, what are you looking at here? Your, your heart rate, your calories burned. No, I just want to know what time it is. So when it's over, <laughs> I'm just watching the time, like how many more minutes till this is over. So, but that's a, it's a great story. Saved her life. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. It's now time for your big stories. Bobby's Big Stories. American Airlines says an unruly passenger is the reason behind a Sunday afternoon diversion. I'd be so mad if they made the plane go late. Oh, I'd be so mad. Flight 1775 took off from L.A., was headed for Washington, D.C. They had to land in Kansas City. A passenger aboard the flight told CNN a man allegedly attempted to breach the cockpit and had to be restrained by other passengers, as well as hit over the head with an aircraft coffee pot. Awesome. That'd have been awesome, awesome to see. I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't want to land, but that'd have been fun to see. <laughs> but this is, and they're also at the same time going, we should get alcohol back on planes. Yeah, good timing, guys. The passengers all had to be booked on other flights. That would be, it would be more annoying than awesome. But if all that could happen and you didn't have to divert and they could tape a guy to a chair, that would be it. That's Dude, the total package. Those airplane coffee pots, it's like metal. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> a woman's kicked off an American Airlines flight for having a nut allergy. Sophie Draper was kicked off her flight for having a severe nut allergy that crew members claimed they could not accommodate. She was told the flight was contractually obliged to serve hot mixed nuts in first and business class. She tweeted, I felt totally discriminated against for a health condition I have no control over. Her boyfriend filed a complaint to the airline over a month ago, but no serious action has been taken. So I wonder if she was sitting in that section or if riding a coach, nobody can have peanuts. I think everybody on the plane would be okay not having peanuts. I don't think anybody gets upset with no peanuts. I, I think don't peanut, know. I think, I think peanuts are cute and they're fun, but I never get on a plane and go, oh, I can't wait to give me some of those warm peanuts. <laughs> they come up and I'm like, oh, peanuts. And there's a difference in, gots to have my peanuts, and, oh, oh, peanuts, I forgot. Yeah, that's interesting. That's just peanuts, though. They're talking about mixed nuts. You're talking almonds, yeah. cashews. Trail mix. Yeah, I've reevaluated. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, what's your thought on that story? Oh, yeah, no, I was just going to say, yes, the warm mixed nuts, those are nice. But if you say, hey, on this flight, we're gonna actually not going to be able to have them because someone might die, then people, <laughs> then people might be like, oh, okay, cool. Well, we won't have our nuts today. Mm-hmm. Oh, hate saying that. All right. <laughs> a Malaysian flight diverted when passengers spot a loose okay. snake on the plane. Oh, oh Whoa, my God. okay, land the plane. Yep, 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 yep. It's just a snake. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's not going to get up in the cockpit and attack one of the pilots. What do you do with it? A uh, domestic flight made an emergency landing for fumigation when passengers on board the plane spotted a snake on the loose. Oh, no. AirAsia confirmed. But also, it's like AirAsia. <laughs> do you expect that? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I've never been on an AirAsia flight. A video posted to TikTok shows the snake slithering through a light fixture in the overhead compartment. <laughs> no, of the plane. no, 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 no. The airline said no. the staff searched the plane for the snake after landing, but it was unclear whether the snake had ever been located. There you go. They never found the snake. That's yeah. even worse. Yeah. I'm looking at the the TikTok here. It's a pretty big snake. It's oh about my goodness. six feet long. Oh, wow. Snake. Yeah. Looks like it probably was someone's pet they shouldn't have had on it and it got out of. Oh, whatever blow that plane they up. had there. Ugh. Oh, just blow the whole plane yeah, up? Yeah, get rid just of it. Like, yep. All right, that's your news. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. Here are your top three songs in country music this week. At number three, and I do love this song, it's Kelsey Ballerini and Kenny Chesney, Half of My Hometown. Half of my hometown still hanging around still Number two, Morgan Wallen, Sand in My Boots. Something about the way she gets me, tells me she and Jimmy Allen and Brad Paisley, Freedom Was a Highway. Is Number one. You know who I've decided I like and they get a bad rap? It's Imagine Dragons. Yeah. People, people make fun of them like to do Nickelback. And I think I, just by seeing them, I probably would too. But a song was on the other day and I was, I was feeling it and I wasn't really paying attention. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I looked and said Imagine Dragons. And then I said, you know what? I should stop 
judging people based on just their looks. Yeah. Here's Imagine Dragons, the number one alternative song right now called Enemy. Everybody wants to be my enemy. This is my song I was listening to. This is it. Everybody wants to be my enemy. Look out, My enemy. Yeah, it's pretty lame, but I like it. <laughs> kids Good. love it. I like it. They do, Amy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. All right, there you go. Those are your top songs in country music. All right, Valentine's Day check-ins. Amy, your Valentine's night? I spent it with Dustin Lynch. Ooh, breaking news. Wow. Oh, breaking news. Wow. Here we go. Let's go. Where'd he take you? <laughs> he took me to the iHeart Theater in Los Angeles. Oh. So, yeah, he had an album release party, and oh. I hosted oh. it. And But then afterwards, like, a group of us girls, we all went to, like, a girls' dinner, and it was fun. Oh, we're getting the real tea there. I know. We yeah. got wow. nothing. <laughs> the tea. Uh, Kayla and I went to dinner last night. Had a nice little dinner. I uh, got her a nice little gift. Got her some shoes she wanted. Uh, we, I put my phone away, which is probably the best gift of all. Yes. I good put my job. phone away. So I had a nice little little eye to eye. No phone. Had good mm. conversation. That's what's up. Eddie? Uh, you know me. The same thing every year. I went to our little sushi shop. Got some sushi. A bottle of wine. I bought her roses. And then we put the kids to bed. We just... Hung out, watched TV, and just spend time together. Lunchbox? Uh, you know, we ordered some to-go food, nothing special, no special restaurant. I just said, hey, what do you want? What are you in the mood for? So we ordered some, uh, what is it, like soup? Like, pho? Pho? Yeah, pho. Pho. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. But yeah, that's what we ordered, and we ate it. The kids went to bed about 8.30. We watched two episodes of 30 Rock, and then night-night. Was it anything different than any other night? Ah, we never get that stuff, that fa. Fa? Fa. Yeah, spelled fo, which is what I called it until well, my I pronounced until it my more civilized friends were like, hey, you idiot, it's fa. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, we never ordered that, so we, we splurged on that a little bit, but no, it's just a typical night. Nico Jackson is back. Nico, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, Bobby. Thanks for having me. It's been a while since I've been here. I thought you were mad at me. What? <laughs> <laughs> for those that are not aware or new to the show... Uh, Nico is one of Lunchbox's alter egos. Yeah, Nico Jackson. I like to make some phone calls every now and then. And you name Nico after who? Nico Moon. The singer. The singer. He came in. I was like, that's a good name, Nico. Where did Jackson come from? I don't know. It just came off the top of my head when I made a call. Well, Nico Jackson called Sonic, our sponsor here, and said, hey, can I get a reservation for Valentine's Day? He pranked our sponsor. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> Uh, yes, ma'am. This is Nico Jackson, and I'm just calling because I want to make some reservations. Okay, we don't do reservations. This is Sonic Drive-In. Yes, ma'am. You know, it's Nico Jackson and my old lady Sandy. We love, we love to go out to dinner and with Valentine's Day. You know, reservations are filling up fast, and we just want to make sure we got a spot. Okay, but you don't need to make a reservation. You can just come and order. Yes, ma'am. You know, Sandy, we've been married 52 years. and well, congratulations. <laughs> thank you very much. And we like to, you know, we I'd like to take her out for a night on the town, you know, and we get a little chocolate shake. She prefers strawberry, and she likes that foot-long chili cheese dog. <laughs> okay. All right, well, we'll see you on Valentine's we're, Day. You have a good day. No, no, what time, what time do you have available? We, we like to eat around 5, 5.30. That's do you fine, ha- anytime you come. Do you, do you have a reservation open at that time? We don't do reservations. We'll see you when you get here. Yeah, can we can we do a reservation? Do you put flowers on the table when we make a Valentine's reservation? No, I'm sorry. Right now our lobby is not open, so we only have the stalls and drive-thru. Can, we can reserve that for 5.15. Well, you can't reserve it. Yeah, but that's why we're making reservations. We want to well, make sure. We sh- can't do reservations on the stall, sir. Have a nice day. Wait, wait, ma'am. This is Nico <laughs> Jack. Nice wait, wait. Do you not believe in love? The poor lady's trying to do her oh job. You can tell she's trying to get off the phone from the beginning. That's tough. <laughs> but she stays with you. <laughs> and she stayed with me, but she never said yes to my reservation. I didn't know Nico was like 70. I'm always confused on his age. Yeah, I didn't Nico- know he was married. Sandy Jackson? Yeah, Nico, yeah, he, he's an older guy. He's, you know, just getting up there in age. That's why he talks like this. He's lost a few teeth. Oh, the story grows. Yeah, Nico's <laughs> just an older man, talks a little slower, and just wanted some dinner reservations, but we couldn't get him. <laughs> okay, thank you, Nico. You're welcome. Have Let- a great day, Bobby. All right. If you call into the show, you'll talk to Abby, our phone screener. And... 
Abby's a singer. She's not. <laughs> she is a singer. Abby loves to sing. She's pretty good at it. She sang with our band, The Raging Idiots, she to did. a stage of like 5,000 people. She sang at the St. Jude Marathon in, in front of 20,000 people. She did her version of the national anthem. And now listen to all the stations that are playing it. There's a list. Oh, yeah, there's a list. WRNS, Jacksonville, North Carolina. Wow. Q94.5, Bismarck, North Dakota. Country 107.3, Poughkeepsie, New York. Thunder Country, 103, Florida Keys. 103.7, The Gator, Gainesville, Florida. 105.7, <laughs> The Bull in Augusta, Georgia. And her version of the national anthem has been added to media base, giving any radio station across the country an opportunity to add her song. Wow. What? That's really earth? cool. This is blown up. At, you didn't know wow, this? No, I didn't know all that. We're uh-huh. going to play it in a second, too, for uh-huh. our listeners that haven't heard Abby's version of the national anthem. But Abby has something she would like to say to Lunchbox, who has been very critical of her pursuing not a singing career, but singing just for your enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What, what would you like to say to him? I mean, because I grew up singing and everything, and... Like, the coolest thing about this is, like, when veterans call in or active, like, military members and say how much it means to them and they got goosebumps and, like, tears in their eyes. Like, that is what's awesome. And that's why, like, I do this. I think that's why any singer does that to, like, if you can get anyone's emotion or, like, touch them in any way, that's why I want to. And what I wanted to say to Lunchbox was, like, he always is saying it's it's a -a make-a-wish or whatever. But it's like, it was an opportunity (laughs) presented to me and I took it. And I'm like, with his acting, let's say like a... Oh, this is a good, good, good. Let me reset. Lunchbox said (laughs) Abby getting to sing places is like someone granting her a -a make-a-wish. That rude, Yeah, it is, yes. And you, did you say that? Yeah, I said this whole national anthem thing is a -a make-a-wish because she begged a station to play her version. That's what happened. I did not beg. You did not beg. He offered. Now compare it to his acting career that he's trying to pursue as well. Uh Uh-huh, because he you know, said he's about to take more acting classes. But what if like a director like Steven Spielberg came up to you and offered you like if you wanted to turn in like an audition tape, would you do that? Even yeah, if but, you know but, you're not that great, no, you no. would still do it. Yeah, that would be fine. But Steven Spielberg didn't come to you. You went to him and said, hey, you're playing my national anthem. He's like, no, I've never heard it, but I'll play it, I guess. Like he didn't come to you because he heard you because you were great. You went to him thinking he had already heard you and never heard you. Actually, your... that's not a yeah, true story either. A it listener is. called it's, in a and A listener said, said, Abby Anderson's version's been played on the radio. So I got him on and asked him, and he said, yes, Abby Anderson, but it's a different Abby Anderson. So that's an easy confusion. Yeah, right. totally. And so he didn't... He so didn't... she didn't pursue the station to go, did you play my song? <laughs> I said, a listener called and said, you're playing Abby Anderson. Was it the one? He goes, no, but I'll play it if it's good. And then it's good, and he played it. However the opportunity comes your way, Lunchbox, just put all of this other stuff aside. Would you take the opportunity? Yes, what I'm saying is it's not like someone heard it and was like, I have to have that version. Th- that's what you guys make it sound yeah. like is that someone heard Abby. Well, they did. Was, all these other stations did. I know, oh, but he's boy. not setting this aside. He's not answering the question. If Steven Spielberg came to you and said, yes. hey, I've yes. heard you act. Okay. I would love to have you on my movie. Yes, absolutely. Okay. But that's that's what I'm saying. He heard uh, about how good I was. This guy never heard about Abby being good. Abby, what is your question to him? That, he, I mean, that, I don't think he's going to answer it. He's just going to go said in circles. Yes. He said yes. Okay. Yeah, but Lunchbox, you're not that good. Okay. Well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> wow. I didn't want to say that. Yeah. Do you think you're a good actor? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's red lights on Zoom. <laughs> like he pays Lunchbox pays three hundred dollars a month to take online Zoom acting classes, and that is his extent. That's his acting resume. Abby hasn't paid anybody to sing. You're you're paying to act. Abby has taken singing lessons her life. She has been paying a lot of money Actually, for that. Actually, no, I haven't taken. I don't take singing lessons. Not anymore. You don't. No, I really didn't. She was so. in a singing group. Yeah, I just grew up singing. But yeah, I did not pay three hundred. And you know what? I feel like he just brought nastiness out of me. I want to take it back. <laughs> I don't want to say. <laughs> that. You're Amy a bad snapped actor. and was like, "You're a bad actor." <laughs> like, I just don't. Who's appreciate better? Abby is he... a singer. Or Lunchbox is an actor. Abby as a singer. Yeah. One hundred percent. But Ooh, keep going. Is, he's just so rude to her. It just annoys me so much. Like he can't just. See, that's the thing. It's like sometimes... You guys brought this to me. I didn't bring this. You asked my opinion. You asked me a question. (laughs) I gave you an answer. I don't think we ever really asked. She she did ask me a question. She just asked me a question. I answer it and you guys say I'm being rude. At the beginning. I don't think we ever said, hey, do you think she's good? No, you did. You went around and said, hey, what did you think of that performance? I said, that's not that good. (laughs) You you actually went around to everybody in the room and asked their opinion. Not not the national anthem is my point. Not the the recorded version because it was just good. 
Yeah, because auto tune and reverb <laughs> okay. can make anybody sound decent. I would be, it, you know, I'd be happy for you if you got to do something like that. Yeah. So why can't you just be happy? Why can't you just be happy for her? I'm s- it's, you're, it's not taking anything from you. I'm so happy for you because here's the problem. Okay, here she we go. Re- <laughs> she really thinks she's good. That's the problem. The version's great. We're going to play it. Why do you feel like if you whisper that, it makes it less <laughs> like, like she can't hear him? Like you, you, for Christmas, you bought her a book, Singing for Dummies. I was trying to, listen, does she want to get better? Did that book, did you actually look in the book? Did it have actual tips on how to become a better singer? Did it? I took a glance. Did it? No, no. Answer the question. Did it actually have real tips? It actually did, yeah. Thank you. Yes. That's all I'm going to say. So you guys say they have taxes for dummies. They have, that's their little shtick is for dummies because it teaches you how to do things. And so so that's what I was doing. But you guys see it as rude, but it's actually It's like Lunchbox has energy beans when he's ready to fight somebody. You can't. Well, it's just like, I mean, everything I do, I do it. I do something nice, and it's like taken as mean. You weren't trying to be nice. You weren't trying to be nice. Stop it. You weren't trying to be nice. You weren't trying to be nice. Stop that. Wait, would he be offended if I got him acting for dummies? No. No. Uh No, No, it's just a God. It's just a God to help me act better. (laughs) Okay. Abby, congratulations. I would love to to see the song chart. Wow. Whoa. Wouldn't that be crazy? (laughs) That'd be awesome. (laughs) What? (laughs) Chart? All right, we're going to play it now. Okay. This right, is guys. Abby Anderson, our phone screener. Don't do it, Lunchbox. Don't what? do it. Don't, don't do the do nasally it. voice? Don't do the voice. Yeah, don't okay. make fun of This is like, we need to respect this we song need to respect right now. We need to respect her and the song. If you want respect, you have to give respect. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to remember that with Amy because she didn't give me respect. I, I just apologized. I felt bad. I took it back. She, she went, you're not good. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay. Here is Abby with the Star Spangled Banner, the national anthem. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light What so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly streaming And the rockets regular The bombs bursting in air Gave proof through the that our flag was still there Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave O'er the land of the free And the This story comes to us from Wisconsin. Two 20-year-old women were at a restaurant, and they were sitting there. They order their food, and it comes out, and they start going berserk, all because there was a missing hamburger. They forgot the hamburger, so the people are like, hey, calm down. No, you need to fix this. They said, you guys need to leave the restaurant. So they left the restaurant, came back, and shot one of the employees. Oh. Oh. Gosh. Well, this was going in the direction of like you and how you treat people at restaurants. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Until whoa, they whoa, shot whoa. the employee. Yeah, yeah. You weren't going to shoot. You were going berserk because your pizza was the wrong size. You're right. <laughs> but you just didn't shoot anybody. You ordered the large, he said. It's bigger than that. <laughs> That's not mine. That ain't, I'm not even going to look at that. <laughs> I got the bigger one. Man, when you put it that way, maybe I was kind of like these ladies. So I'm assuming, I'm hoping the person that was shot is actually okay. Yes, he oh, is okay. Thank goodness. Yeah. And it was all because there wasn't a hamburger. Yeah, there be- had to be some level of disrespect after that, though, too. Like, you don't shoot someone for just not putting a hamburger there. There must have been a fight, and he said something disrespectful to her. You think maybe the person taking the order had earbuds on? Oh, I didn't think about that. Like oh. That could have been it, too. <laughs> didn't understand. Okay. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. <laughs> It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. Let's go with number three. Number three. Firefighters in Illinois delivered a baby in the parking lot of a Jimmy John's 
when the parents couldn't make it to the hospital in time during a snowstorm. Here is Chief John Stratton breaking down what happened. Once I got him into the parking lot, I opened the door up and uh, started an examination of mama and noticed we're having a baby. I wrapped the baby up, we cut the cord. We let dad cut the cord, which is cool. And uh, we took the baby into the ambulance from there. That's crazy that they delivered a baby at Jimmy John's. I bet they delivered it fast, too. Okay, see, I, yeah. knew, that, I knew somebody was going to say that. Yeah, super Freaky good. fast. Freaky fast. <laughs> Number two. A video is going viral of a grandmother being surprised at Disney World on her 70th birthday by her entire family. While she was getting a picture snapped of her, the grandmother's children and grandkids appeared out of nowhere and joined the shot. Here's the moment that Carissa Schaefer and the rest of the family surprised her grandma by joining the picture. Everybody get in there. Say happy birthday! <laughs> That's how I feel when you guys get in a picture of me. The same way. Number one! A 52-year-old guy used to spend a lot of time hunting for stuff with his metal detector, but he gave it up when he started a family. But he got back into it. His kids are getting a little bit older, at like 10 or so now. So he got a metal detector he bought at the pawn shop and looked around for like 15 minutes and he found an old coin. It was like, well, this looks old. A 13th century gold coin worth $875,000. Almost a million dollars. <laughs> that was the Good News Countdown. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye, everybody. The Bobby Bones Show.